Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Bing bong. Hello, James. We've got to do a quick one, a fast one. A, a jump in and jump out. That is true, but I just want to uh, mention that Claire and I, every week, we have a Google Doc each oh, where we put in our suggestibles. The- that's the yes. show, this show, where we talk about yes. things that we've read, watched, or listened to. How smug are you? No, no, I'm not being smug. I'm just so saying. So smug. We both have different methods. For example, my method in my Google Doc is every time I put a new thing, I go down a few spaces and I put it at the top. Okay. Claire, however, has a continuously scrolling document. <laughs> so she has to go through like hundreds of pages to get to the bottom for her next suggestible. <laughs> now, she could switch it up and from now on... Start at the top, but that would mean that everything she's ever done is out of order. So I'm wondering whether, like, some kind of minor form of OCD will kick in that will make that, that will make that impossible for her to do. We'll keep everybody posted, though. Don't you even worry. So, right. So you told me because I always wrote a new thing, and then at the end of the Christmas special, I had to go through all my notes to yes. find all the things that I talked about, and you told me to put it all in one document, and you didn't say that I had to start. Backwards from the upside down top. Claire, I hate admin. I hate admin. I'm not doing it anymore. Claire, it's about time you started taking some responsibility <laughs> oh for yourself. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, speaking of, what is at the very bottom of your list this week? <laughs> very, very bottom. What have you got? I scrolled about 10 pages right then. Okay, so I'm so excited to talk about this because I, I wrote about it in my newsletter and mm-hmm. it's just the best thing at the moment. It's called Healed Up. Yes. It's on Netflix. A friend of ours introduced it to us. And yes, before you question or get confused, it is a children's film, uh, TV show, mm, that's okay. animation. But it is absolutely beautiful and super intricate and a little bit weird and very magical. Mm-hmm. It's British and it's based on a graphic novel by uh, Luke Pearson, published by No Brow Press. I didn't, know, I didn't know it was based on a graphic novel. Yeah, yeah. a comic book, if you will, sure. for most people. A picture book for me <laughs> to make fun of James. How dare you. Uh, and it's from the 50s, this comic? Yeah, it is. It's so wow. good. And it's based on Scandinavian, like it's sort of inspired by Scandinavian folklore, mm. which means that the setting of the show is like – it's a Scandinavian-esque, but it's a f- completely magical world yes. with just all these incredibly intricate, cool, weird creatures, like yeah. giants and then like tiny, tiny elves and like wooden creatures who like whistle and eat through like a little snout. Just like all these religious, like just religious, really, really cool, gorgeous things. The main character is uh, Hilda, obviously, who's a fearless, curious and empathetic blue-haired hero and her mother the kind of whole show in a way pivots around Hilda's adventures and her friends that she meets through her scout group and initially they live in the wilderness which is like the creatures are rampant they're the only humans around Mm -hmm. and then through a series of events they have to move into Trollberg which is like the big city behind walls to protect them from the big trolls and Hilda's like this really cool imaginative badass kind of kid who's like trying to fit into mainstream school and um, has made little friends through a scout troop and just is super knowledgeable because she's always going on adventures and finding mad, insane, you know, animals and like 
like always saving the day out there. Yeah. But the beauty of it is the relationship between Hilda and her mother, which is great. Like her mother, I think, is an architect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she's always kind of drawing and creating things. And she got knowledge of like creatures. and Yeah, she does. She's that, really yeah. wise, but also kind of like a mother and so a bit resigned. Well, not resigned, but like tired. Sure. But their relationship is just beautiful and the way she parents her is really great. Like she kind of talks to Hilda like an equal, but in this really warm friendly kind of way and also really is always on Hilda's side and like really wants to support her in who she is while also wanting her to do well at, at school and fit in in Trollberg so that, you know, she can um, have friends and like, you know, all of those sorts it's of things. It's an interesting balance with kids because it's like you want them to fit in because it's less painful when you're like completely outside the box and an oddball but at the same time, those are more interesting kids to oh, me. Do you know I don't what I mean? want though. Yeah. I, don't, I, yeah, I know. We're but you don't want them that. the pain of like not fitting in and not having friends. Do you know, yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but that makes you a more interesting kid. It like, does, I but, think that's it does what, but you, you know? need friends. Do you know what I mean? It's about finding friends who, who have your interests. It's finding yeah. your tribe, isn't it? Exactly. And that's yeah. what I've been trying to teach our son. We've had these conversations lately because he's quite obsessed with having the same stuff as everyone and yeah. being the same as everyone. Like he wants to have the same shoes or the same whatevers and I've been trying to explain to him um and that's the baby monitor um I've been trying to explain to him that actually what makes you special is your uniqueness and you're not the same as the kids around you and and the friends that you have and that's actually your superpower yeah and it's important to hold on to that but you are right while also being it's kind of like being able to talk in two different languages like be yes. able to understand that in certain situations you need to be politer or change in the way that maybe you approach something in order to get somewhere, like potentially get good grades or get into a job or something you want. Totally. But don't, not losing who you are. Mm. And I mean, I guess that's kind of the eternal battle of like adult life as Absolutely, well, isn't yeah. it? And I think often as we become adults and through our teenage years, we can, through kind of peer pressure, actually lose who we were as that weird kid through that peer pressure and then become out the other side a really kind of boring adult (laughs) (laughs) who's kind of miserable. And so in order to kind of get hold on to yourself, you kind of have to, or rediscover yourself as an adult, you have to lean into who you were as that weird kid Mm. and what you really love. So I don't quite know the balance of that, but I do know the happier adults I've met are the ones who are super in touch with that silly, playful, magic yeah. side. Or even just what they like. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like like it doesn't have to be like. like, I'm crazy and I'm silly. It can no. just be like, I like this thing a yeah. lot. And yeah, I, and they have that, those hobbies or even just that passion for whatever they are and they're not afraid to like wear their Crocs and go, I don't know, looking for things in rock pools or surfing or, you know, whatever, or comic books or whatever it is. So this um, show is gorgeous for that. The art style is just incredible. It's amazing, yeah. It's, it's beautiful. Oh, yeah. It's so beautiful. And also the Mugiton Grimes, also known as Claire Butcher, she does the fizzing pop um, to create the mood and theme of the kind of music. Uh, fun so, fact, partner yes. of Elon Musk. Oh, wow. 
Wow. Uh, full I name, elong- elongated muskrat. Did you know that? No, That's I did not. That's his full name, yeah. Whoa, that is so crazy oh, and interesting. No. Anyway. I put our daughter down for a nap and she is not having it. Oh. I might have to pause for a bit to All right, sort that okay. out. Yeah, um, sorry, keep going. Yeah, anyway, so that's it. That's kind of what I wanted to say. It's on Netflix. Um, there's two seasons, I'm fairly certain, and it is just a joy, especially to watch with kids because it's one of those shows that you put on and love as an adult as well, yes. and there's a lot to learn from it too. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> that's, yeah, we might have to pause. Yeah. Hold on. All right, we'll pause and I'll come pause. back. okay. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. All right, so that's Hilda. So I just love it and yeah. I found myself watching it at just when the kids go to bed because <laughs> I want to know what happens and I've been distracted making dinner or something so I think you will really love it too I've, I've seen bits and pieces of it I kind of want to sit down and watch it from the start yeah. also because it's fun and the it's got a little elf friend who lives in a I keyhole know, and, and lives in her ear like yeah, often yeah. just like walks around she has this little elf she's talking mm. to and he's all he's a part of a whole society who yeah. are really angry with her and her mother which is one of the reasons they have to leave Trollberg because they're tiny and the her and her mother keep stepping on them and yeah, stepping right. on their houses and so there's this whole big battle going on with the elves and and them mm. and there's another really cool episode with this creature that uh, I can't remember the name of the creature but it lives in the nooks and crannies and spaces in your house and and all those nooks and crannies and spaces come together to create a whole room right, and kind okay. of, they kind of like fall through these holes in the house and end up in this room and each house has its own a little bit like a Dobby-esque kind of house yeah. elf from Harry Potter and so each house has one of those and the reason Hilda starts to find out about them is because when she moves to Trollberg she sees one on the street mm. and then her mother has to talk to her about how well that's because they were booted out of their house for doing something wrong and then there's this whole kind of dialogue that ensues around that. And then also she adopts this house elf. And then it turns out there's another one already living in her house she didn't know about. Mm. It's just it's just glorious. And it's also quite touching. There's yeah. some really moving elements to the story as well. So Excellent. I loved it. All right, over cool. to you, Sunny Bob. Uh, speaking of Netflix, uh, there's a series that just got its second se- season that I hadn't watched before. It's called Black Summer. And what it is... Zombie apocalypse show, Claire. <laughs> okay, <laughs> just was the thing. I'm all, uh, but the thing is, like, <laughs> I'm all zombied out. I'm, I've been off the Walking Dead train for like five years at this point. I feel like the potential of that show was never reached. The comic I kept up with because it's pretty consistent all the way through. Mm-hmm. But this one is set in the in the Z Nation universe, which was another series which is kind of more a lighthearted zombie take, which follows um, special forces or whatever. But this one is the very early days of the zombie apocalypse, right? And it is horrifying, <laughs> like in the best way. It's so it's just, it just riddles me with anxiety. So it's also by uh, the production company, The Asylum. You might more oh. famously know them for like Sharknado, Tornado. You know those kinds of things. They do the knockoff movies like Transmorphers. It's basically they make movies. You are grossly overestimating my knowledge of any of that kind of movie. <laughs> you don't know them. You've, you've never heard of the movie Sharknado? No. 
They make Actually, these, yeah. it's ringing a bell because you ranted at me about it at some point in our past. I can't really remember anything else about well, it. What I don't like about them is, like, for one, they're designed to trick grandmas into buying movies for their grandkids because it's like transmorphers. Okay, you know what I mean? They'll ah, uh, it's like a and, knock up of knock yeah, off. Like, and also because they they're intentionally kind of B movie quality. Which I don't particularly like, but it's like, can you manufacture a B movie? Like the best B movies, I feel, aren't intentionally made that way. Do you know what I mean? They're not like low effort. It's like a lot of effort goes into them, but they come out this way because of budget and constraints and whatever, which is interesting in itself and an art form. But anyway, forget all that. So it stars Jamie King, Christina Lee, uh, Justin Chu Carey. And essentially... What's terrifying about it is, so it's a, it's a fast zombie universe, which are always much more terrifying because they they can run. Like, you know, you see like slow shambling zombies and, you know, whatever. I, why would anybody get caught by one of them? But we've seen fast zombies before because they're just screaming, bearing down on you and they don't run out of energy or breath because they're already dead, like essentially, right? Which All again, right. we have seen before, but a lot of the times... Have we? Yeah, 28 Days Later... Uh, Dawn of the Dead, uh, there was a recent Zack Snyder zombie when movie. When I said we then, I meant like the proverbial be like I meant we me and you in, together. Listen, most people <laughs> listening to this know what I'm talking about, all right? <laughs> I know. I just had to shout out to the people that don't know what you're talking about because they don't purposely like to watch zombie movies because it's scary. Yeah, it's not a movie. It's a it's show. It's so scary. So, I know, but movie, show, mm. the same thing. It's like Walking Dead people yelling. And yes. there's always someone being like, ah, and but they pop out of nowhere like, ah. But they'll it's, do like really it. long takes where like it's just a zombie like chasing a person around a, a stationary bus. And they jump like on top of the bus and the zombies on the, so they get down and they run and they break down the door and then the zombie comes through and they just, it's, it's horrifying. The other thing is normally in zombie shows, like if there's zombies coming at you, you do a headshot and then you're like, you're, and you're, you're fine. But yeah. because it's early days and not everybody is, you know, living in a Walking Dead TV universe where everybody can get headshots. They're really difficult to kill. People would just panic and start shooting and then they miss and then they're just like mauled by just one zombie. And the other interesting thing is, and this is something that was also from The Walking Dead, everybody is already infected. So if you just die, you become a zombie immediately. Like if you die in your sleep, you become a zombie. So essentially everybody in, uh, like if you're in a group, they'll change instantly. So if somebody dies or gets shot or bit suddenly you've doubled the amount of zombies. Do you know what I mean? And so yeah. there's this constant cascade of, like, of things zombies. spiral really quickly. And the first season is early days set in the summer. The second season is set in the winter. It's like six months in and things are much more desperate and cold. Like there's been warring factions and there's food drops and people are tearing themselves apart for it, you know, each other apart for it. And it's just horrendous. Mm-hmm. Also, it's amazing. Genuinely amazing. Yeah. If you like zombie stuff, this is the best zombie okay, thing question, for a long time. Question. Go for it. Does it have some empty houses with photos of people that used to live there and a fridge with like semi-off food where someone goes in and it's kind of like grey sort of really. outside and they walk around and they like pick up a family no. photo and look at it and then they're like, oh, interesting. And then something falls on the roof and they're like, who? I guess that be? a little bit, but not really. And okay, also because I feel like in every zombie show or yeah, TV show I've no, ever seen. Look, it's got like a lot of things. There's always that moment. A lot of the things that I've mentioned people would have seen. Okay. But it's just, and the characters are excellent. The other thing is they just chew through the cast. So you just don't know at any point <gasps> who's going to die. Like Game of Thrones style. Yeah, anxiety. like they bring Ooh. back, there's this guy who survives the entire first season. This is a minor spoiler. And then immediately he's killed in like the first scene of the second 
series. Do you know what I mean? Oh, it's like they'll no. do stuff like that. Yeah. And so you're kind of like, who's the main character in this? <laughs> but it's amazing. And there's like one one of the um, one of the characters in it. She's Korean and she only speaks Korean. So it's just like that's another barrier. Do you know what I mean to this yeah. whole scenario? Like trying to survive and explain, and yeah. it's horrifying. It's great. It's really good. I love. Can it. I also ask one more question? Is it so great because it is the thing that we always talk about where you can have as fantastical a scenario as you like, mm. but it's the fact that it makes sense and the reactions of the people are the reactions that you feel yes. like would be true to the setting Definitely. and them as characters. Definitely. Great. I'll watch that. You won't. You cannot watch it. <laughs> hey, I, 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 I could. You definitely could. No, I could definitely could. No, ter- no, I could. You know what? I could. I think... If you, could, a, if you could get past, like, the tension of it. With a big enough pillow yeah. and a hot chocolate and maybe yeah. a piece of chocolate cake and you mm, in the room, sure. then maybe I could watch it during the day. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also think it gets better as it goes as well. Okay. And there's just some episodes where they're just like, we're going to focus on this guy and they'll spend the whole episode finding about, about this guy's backstory or whatever and then it's like, ah, oh, he's dead. So it's just like... <laughs> You're like, who do you kind of... Oh, it's like Red Wedding Yeah, styles. it is. It is it, it is that feeling, oh, but gosh. like every episode. And I guess that that is part of it, isn't it? Like yeah. that really does build that tension of what it would feel like to live mm. in a zombie apocalypse. And a lot of the cast... Which feels not that out of no. like realm of possibility no. No. <laughs> in 2021. Wouldn't surprise me. But also a lot of the cast, not all of them are like relatively unknown. So if like a big actor, you'd come in, you'd be like, oh, here we go, it's person's but it's just like i've never seen this person before oh they're dead okay oh yeah. wow anyway what's your next thing cool all right so oh gosh mine is quite creepy actually Ooh. this one i debated whether to talk about it because it made me feel very unsettled but i will because it's an interesting premise and okay. you'll like it it's kind of more a thing that you would suggest this <laughs> is a show called soulmates so it's yeah, black yeah, yeah. mirror-esque. Uh-huh. Um, it's set in the very near future and a test is developed that incontrovertibly lets a person know who their soulmate is. It's not really clear how they do this other than they kind of put you in some weird headset and look into your eyes and somehow it could, your soulmate mm. could literally live anywhere in the world but that's that one person for you. I think um, if you explained it, it would just kind of detract from the premise. You know what I mean? Correct. You get caught up in the like the, what do you mean? The how does it work and whatever. It. Yeah, yes. so no. So that's, yeah. that's just the premise. And no matter a person's current relationship status, whether they're single, dating, or even married, the test will unmistakably point a person in the direction of their actual scientifically determined soulmate. So Is it, it means called soulmate? Soulmate. I thought it's called soulmates, but okay. maybe it's called soulmate. I don't know. People in long-term relationships should not be content in believing they've already made the right choice. So it's kind of like the premise of the whole thing. I hear thing. that. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, and each episode is kind of a world in and of itself in that like it's their individual storylines. They're not ongoing ones. And so because of this idea that science knows best in inverted commas, it's quite awful the different <laughs> stories that happen. And then like for instance, Sarah Snook, who I love, stars in the very first episode and she's married. Yeah, she's amazing. And she's in succession and stuff. Yeah, she's Australian. Yeah, and so it kind of looks at the the – 
the fallout socially and culturally of a test like this existing. Yeah. And some people take it and some people don't. Some people take it and then they don't know, like their their soulmate hasn't taken it. So mm. then they're, it's just kind of left open. They don't know. Don't and then know, years yeah. down the track, so they, their soulmate might take it and then they match. Yeah, gotcha. And so that can cause problems. Other people around them, they're kind of watching people who have found their soulmates. And Sarah Snook's character in the first episode is like this. She's happily married with two beautiful kids. But then around her and people, including her brother, do the test, meet their soulmate, leave their previous lives behind mm. and then like – and then look unbelievably in love and like super happy and it's like the penultimate of everything. And so she starts to question yeah. whether she's made the right choice in not taking the test and then the kind of the impact of that on her relationship and like that to- that questioning and what that does to her and what it does to her husband – and I won't spoil it, but it's just really devastating. But then the question keeps open and it is kind of left open that just because scientifically there's technically this sort of match, mm. that doesn't necessarily mean happiness. And it doesn't take into account like building a relationship with someone. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And like she's had kids with her husband and mm. like all the stuff that bonds them. And so they explore all the complexity in that as well. Mm. And... It's just it's awfully unsettling, but it is has a slightly Black Mirror esque feel. I in saw that. that I saw yeah. the third one because it's different. What's well, the um, anthology, isn't it? So yeah, it's different. It is. It's a different yeah. story in the same universe. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Mm. correct. Yeah, so um, it's really worth watching if you love that kind of thing. The tech. I thought you might like it for the tech stuff too, because it's like the technology is a bit more advanced than when we are there where we are at the moment. I love tech. You do love, you know, a futuristic tech kind of thing. It just seems awful, actually. It seems yeah. like that kind of thing where everyone thinks phones are brilliant, but then in like twenty years, we're yeah. all going to find out they're the worst thing ever. A bit like cigarettes I or think something. We already know that. Yeah. It actually reminds me, there was this collection of short stories that I think they were written like on the internet and then the best ones were collected. It's called Machine of Death and it's basically this box and it takes a blood sample and it just tells you how you're going to die. But it might be like car accident and then you're like, but when? And you don't know. And it might be like a car falls on you or like you choke on a toy car or you're in a car accident. You know what I mean? So, so you've got, or it might be like heart attack or it might be like old age, but old age might be an old person hits you with a car and you're <laughs> killed by old age. So it's like, it's a similar kind of thing where each story is different. It's like, once you know, you can't unknow it. And that's the path that you are now on, whether or not, you know, you need, you need to know or not. Yeah. And some people don't get a response. There's one person who it's blank, the sheet's blank oh. and they go crazy. Cause they're like, does that mean I'm going to live forever? And then they shoot themselves to be like, oh, I, I have to be taken control of this. I have to know this. that, that yeah. and then that's out of ink. So it's oh, like stuff like that. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting. But um, they just reminded me of that. Yeah, it does. It sounds similar in that mm. way. And like in Sarah Snook's case, this is a spoiler. Um, in that first episode, her and her husband end up splitting up because he – she, she has this whole discussion, decides she's not going to take the test, has this like big emotional outpouring to him about how, you know, they birthed their child, children and she just remembered him being there and it was such a beautiful moment. She's not mm. going to do it. And he starts crying because he has taken it. Oh, no. And so they end up, then it kind of flashes forward and they're both living in separate houses and their daughters are being ferried between the two yeah. families and he's with this other woman and she's with this other guy. And it's kind of left quite ambiguous as to whether they're actually happy and he kind of says, I miss you and there's this sort of moment. Yeah, And it just, I think it just points to the fact that, uh, you know, technology isn't always the best thing and you 
Sure. Um, all of that Maybe stuff. Maybe a soulmate's machine isn't the answer. Maybe the soulmate's machine isn't the answer. I think that's, the that's what they say at the end of every episode, isn't it? They go, <laughs> Maybe a soulmate's... <laughs> Maybe the soulmate's machine isn't the answer. Yeah, true. There is a really fun one um, with two guys who are gay mm. and kind of meet in a bar and one steals the other one's wallet and then it becomes this kind of like heist sort of co- comedic yeah. kind of episode, which I really love. So it's not all like... No, I think it's set in Mexico. Grim. Yeah. And that's really fun and kind of has a lovely ending in a way too. Oh, good. So it's not all no, doom no. and well, gloom. The one I watched wasn't all doom and gloom either. Yeah. It's like a thruple situation yeah and that one is very different again from the ones you've described but we might have to wrap this up oh, we one, will. i have to uh pick up Correct. our son and our daughter's going to start climbing out of she the car is. In a second. absolutely she uh, will so, so just quickly i want to say uh we'd love a review i'm running i'm the reviews are running out so if you want to get in a review i'll probably read it out at this point it's from brett thomas who says good and then the, and then the <laughs> comment underneath says yes and that's five stars so there you go. So if you could give us a review, you can do it in-app, on iTunes or whatever app that, that you listen on. That would be much appreciated. Do we have any letter, Claire? We do. We have many. So if you would like to write into the show, I'll tell you what, that Bo Burnham special from last week, that gave us a lot of mail. I bet And it I did. appreciated did it. Did we get more mail after we said, actually, we, we did. liked it? Oh, Certainly, God. we did. We got more mail. And I really appreciate that. I thought it was such an interesting discussion. This one is from Ryan. Hello, Clario and Jamester. I appreciated that, Ryan. What up, dog? Insurance. He said insurance. I think he meant I. Just finished listening to you both talk about Bo Burnham's inside and your fascinating convo about the internet. I'm currently about a week into a social media and semi-internet detox and would highly recommend it. So far, it has really improved my mental health and given me a lot more time to enjoy life and be creative. I only let myself use the internet for writing necessities and listening to all the big sandwich pods. The show is always a delight. Cheers. Insert Becca theme here, James. (laughs) And I've heard a lot of people writing in just about how... The Becca theme? Yeah, about the Becca theme and also about their approach to the internet. And there's some interesting emails that I'll read at a later time when we've got more time. Um, There's a few from the youth... James, oh, writing in about what it's like. Yeah, you do love the youth, about what it's like to grow up with the internet. But I'll save that for another time because I think that's a bigger discussion and we don't have time into this week's episode. So So sorry for the uh, the rushed nature, but let it be known it's because of the TV show Loki uh, (laughs) because I have to record a bunch of stuff for that. But also I saw the movie Black Widow, Claire. Did you know? I certainly did know. I'll talk about it, not this week, you but will. next You week came back with a big plan. old drink with her face on it yeah. and a poster. And you said, where did you get that? And I said, <laughs> I made it. <laughs> I didn't see the movie. I went to a Black Widow drink-making <laughs> class. And I said, well done. Thank sir. you. And I shook your hand. Yeah. Okay, we have been to this podcast. I'm James. He's there, Claire. We're what married. Up? And we love you. I'll see ya. No, we don't. <laughs> we do not love you. She's lying to we you. We think you're good, though. We don't know that either. Okay. Well, we we think hope you're, you're good. <laughs> Why are you clapping? It's just a good show. <laughs> it's just a great show. Woo! Speaking of great shows, just quickly, uh, I listened to your Jesse Stevens episode of your podcast, oh, Taunts, and it was amazing. I loved it. It's about heartbreak. If you haven't listened to it, please give it a listen. It's episode two. There is a third episode right now also with Jess Perkins, which I've also heard, which is great. But I really got a lot of the Jesse Stevens one in terms of talking about heartbreak. And I listened to the Jess Perkins one like a month ago or whatever when you recorded it. But yeah, it's well worth checking out. It's getting some great reviews and downloads and you should definitely check it out. Thanks so much, mate. Yeah. You were great. I love you. Two stars though. That's what I read <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, till next week. Bye. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.